Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pulse Pandit channel and podcast. Thank you for joining us here today. Be sure to check out PulsePandit.com along with some of the other links listed in the description. Today, we are going to be talking about the three reasons why Flow, Adam Newman's new venture, will fail miserably. Make sure to subscribe, like the episode if you enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get started. You've probably heard the name if you follow startups, the tech world, Silicon Valley. He's venture capital royalty. I mean, it doesn't really get much bigger than him or his firm, Anderson Horowitz. They invest in only the biggest projects, the ones that have the most potential, and they're highly respected all over the world. He invested in Facebook, I think, one of the the early investors, and a number of the, the who's who of Silicon Valley companies. He also started Netscape way back in the day when it was originally competing with Microsoft and Internet Explorer. There was a fun lawsuit about uh, that, antitrust related. If For those that remember Microsoft going through all their legal troubles in the 90s, well, a lot of them had to do with uh, their ability or inability, I should say, to compete with what Mark Andreessen had developed with Netscape, which was really a superior browser at the time. So he's not only an investor, but he's an innovator himself, a computer scientist, developer, and someone I can't speak highly enough of how well-respected he is. So it came as quite a shock that he came out with an announcement recently, just a few weeks ago, saying that his firm was going to be investing in a real estate venture and that, you know, America has a big housing crisis, there's a housing shortage, all things were true. But as you read further on down from the press release, which we've linked here in the episode description, he you find out that his solution for America and where he's pouring in hundreds upon you know, millions of dollars, $350 million to be specific, he's putting all of that money into Adam Newman's new venture, Flow. Yes, that's right. The same Adam Newman who overpromised and underdelivered with WeWork, where that company's valuation right around the time they were trying to IPO plummeted from a high of $47 billion to around $7 billion. And that was only after it only stayed at $7 billion because it was rescued by SoftBank and had all this emergency funding come in. It may have gone to zero had that not happened. But WeWork was just in shambles. And who was captain of the ship that entire time? None other than Adam Newman. The same Adam Newman who was investigated for self-dealing. He infamously sold uh, the trademark We to the company, (laughs) the company that he owned. He had bought the trademark. Uh, he had done a number of other things, just you know, basically using the company as his own personal credit card. He enjoyed frat boy ac- excesses, you know, hotboxing the the company airplane, just really immature, ridiculous stuff that you know might have been good for a few jokes and laughs in college. But when you're trying to go public and market your company, 
successfully to institutional investors, probably not the type of behavior and antics uh, you should be engaging in. But overall, I mean, he was just completely indifferent to his investors and shareholders' best interests. Just there's a litany and many articles and now TV series that have been written and dramatized about it. Um, but Mark Andreessen, though, he says that it's different this time. Can you, I mean, I just, I can't even get over this, that the preeminent investor in Silicon Valley is giving this guy, Adam Newman, a second chance with flow, announcing that his venture capital firm is going to be basically giving flow uh, this golden opportunity. Uh, and what Andre, one thing that Andreasen said really stuck with me in his uh, press release about this, and, and that's that we understand how difficult it is to build something like this, and we love seeing repeat founders build on past successes by growing from lessons learned. For Adam, the successes and lessons are plenty. That's, that's for sure. We are excited to go on this journey with him and his colleagues building the future of living. I'll just let you pause there and uh, digest that. I mean, the future of living? What on earth are they talking about? What exactly are they building? So let's get into flow. Let's talk about what flow is exactly, what it's intended to do, what problem it's trying to solve, and how it plans to solve that problem. So Flow is a residential real estate startup that plans to address a number of issues, including housing affordability, lack of social interactions in a post-pandemic world, and also in an increasingly remote world, people working from home and maybe feeling you know, less communal than they might have been in their pre-pandemic uh, working life, and also the challenges that renters have in building equity. So, like I mentioned, Andreasen's firm is investing $350 million to aid Newman's efforts. This values flow at a cool $1 billion. That's all for a startup that doesn't even have a web page. For those of you on YouTube right now watching this, check out the website. That's it. This is the extent of it. Coming 2023, there's literally nothing more. All this begs the question, why Adam Newman, and why is he getting this second chance? Elizabeth Holmes' fall from grace was arguably different and worse, to be honest, than Adam's, but anyone else in this situation would not be getting a lifeline from the most respected venture capitalists of his era in Mark Andreessen especially at the scale at which this venture is trying to revolutionize one of the world's largest asset classes in residential real estate. I mean, it's truly trying to transform something that has been really set in stone since the dawn of property rights. And it's trying to do it in a way that isn't really technologically innovative. And we'll get into you know, some of the reasons um, why that's the case. Um, but it's also may even be the largest asset class in the world outside of like, you know, foreign exchange or like crypto and all of that. Uh, but 
the fact that uh, Andreasen is like, oh yeah, hey, no problem. We're just going to look the other way from what you did at WeWork. You've learned your lessons and go ahead. Um, you know, I will say before we, we dive into these three issues why Flow is going to fail, the main distinction between what Holmes did and what Newman uh, did at WeWork was that Elizabeth Holmes actually defrauded investors. She said that her company uh, could do certain blood tests accurately uh, in that moment, that they could actually perform those tests and give out accurate results when that actually wasn't the case. Whereas Newman really was just giving promises for the future, like this is what WeWork is going to be capable of, of. oh, and it's really a technology company, even though it's brick and mortar. Uh, He had this like incredible brand strategy that nobody can fault him on, by the way, because he was just really trying to sell it as best as possible. What the problem was is that he overpromised, underdelivered. And it became a giant mess because he just kept promising things that he couldn't perform or deliver on, uh, which is very different, though, I want to emphasize from fraud. But now let's get into why flow will turn out just like we work and why people should be skeptical uh, before believing in Adam Newman or even in Mark Andreas and the, the legend uh, that he is but we should still be skeptical despite that fact. And the very first reason why is that like we work, Flow proposes absolutely nothing new, let alone revolutionary. So cohabitation, communal living, it's not a new phenomenon. Adam Newman certainly didn't invent it. And just as he didn't invent office space where you could share space with say other freelancers, other creatives, All of that had existed to some degree before WeWork came along. They didn't invent anything. And just like with Flow, people cohabitate. There are different services that you can use today to, you know, uh, live in a shared community uh, where, you know, you're sharing your common space. Flow is not doing anything based on what's currently public, at least. I mean, maybe this will change once we learn a little more about the business model. But as of right now, there hasn't been anything announced that makes it any different from existing cohabitation or communal living scenarios. And the big reason why I'm saying that this is not revolutionary whatsoever is because Newman, in the time that he's left WeWork, which was about three three years ago now, and it was late 2019, I believe, that he left WeWork, He's turned into a real estate mogul. He's bought one apartment building after the next, uh, mainly focused in the Sunbelt states and in the South. And, you know, they saw those states in particular saw an influx of Northeasterners and and others. Uh, These are places like Nashville, Austin, Miami. I think he even purchased a a big apartment complex in Atlanta. Number of, of digital nomads or you know, corporate employees who just wanted a, a better lifestyle for themselves outside of some of the, the major cities like New York, people were moving. So he was buying up real estate, existing buildings. I want to emphasize existing buildings um, and 
putting them into his real estate portfolio. He'd basically turned into a real estate mogul. People were wondering, what on earth is Adam Newman doing? Oh, is he just investing in apartments now? Is that just going to be his thing? Uh, until, of course, he announced Flow. But Flow is not revolutionizing housing. Like The problem in this country, in America right now, is that housing is not affordable, uh, and there's not enough of it. So instead of developing new properties, though, or trying to make housing more affordable for people where it's kind of out of reach, he's just bought existing buildings where he's going to likely need to renovate them so that they can be uh, used for communal or cohabitable purposes. And then he's going to need to make a profit on that. And he's bought into markets that are extremely hot already and were pretty hot during the pandemic. Um, even though I know we may not technically be out of the woods yet completely, but those markets, um, depending on when exactly he bought them, but any time in the last three years, they've all been on the up and up. And for some time, even before the pandemic, many of those markets were doing pretty well. So he's going to need to make a return on this, and he's likely going to need to be able to renovate and do some like basic upkeep. So how he ever provides an affordable price, unless he just jams in a bunch of like young millennials into one tiny space and charges them a boatload of money so that he can make a return on his investment, um, I mean, maybe if he shoves enough people in there, he can charge uh, lower enough rates where it makes economic sense and he's providing affordable housing, but it just doesn't really seem to add up. I mean, he, and by doing this too, by throwing all this money around, like any other institutional investor that's been buying up real estate, which is actually a pretty big problem in America right now, where hedge funds are just coming into neighborhoods and throwing their weight around, private equity firms doing the same thing, and just buying up a lot of residential houses. And people aren't even living in these houses. But it's just adding fuel to a burning housing market fire. And by doing this, you know, Adam, you're actually part of the problem. You're not part of the solution uh, unless we hear something completely unbelievable uh, in Flo's business model. But so far, we haven't. And, you know, how on earth they're going to actually remodel and refurbish all these existing buildings so that they are designed for communal and cohabitable living? That's anyone's guess. But there's one absolute truth you can be sure of, and that's Mark Andreessen and any other investor is going to want a return on their investment. They're not putting their money into flow for charity. That $350 million that Mark gave Adam and his company, he's going to want that back with a nice fat return. So how on earth uh, Adam plans to make this housing affordable for anyone but rich young professionals who may want to cohabitate with each other i have no idea so don't let the altruistic sounding goals that they've announced so far distract you from their capitalist incentives this is not about affordable housing it's about creating a fun place for single young professionals to cohabitate to pretend they're back in college throw some amenities in that they're already planning, like saltwater pools, valet trash pickup, dog parks. 
this is not about, you know, somebody making minimum wage who's struggling to find housing. That's not what, that's not who flow is going to be attracting. They're going to be attracting rich young people who are single. And even if flow used some rent to own model, because I know they want to revolutionize renting too, to help people build equity. That model, by the way, already exists in many places. It's rife with fraud. So, you know, maybe if they clean up that market, that actually could add some value. But um, it's unclear whether someone would want to build equity in a communal living space, especially if they no longer want to live there past their 20s. So that leads to the second point here, why, you know, this is destined to fail. And that's the question, does anyone including single young professionals in their 20s, really want to live in a communal environment? I mean, seriously, do you want to share your toilet with a random stranger who you didn't pick to be your roommate? Because that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, there's there's going to be roommates selected for you. Um, maybe they don't sleep in the same room as you, but they're going to use many of the shared common or communal spaces with you, like bathrooms, kitchens. I don't know. The designs could be different depending on uh, the unit or the apartment, whatever. But you're not always going to be able to pick those people. I'm sure there will be some criteria and some matchmaking. I don't know how they're going to do it. They haven't disclosed anything, of course. But I just see this as like recipe for disaster. Um, it, if someone seems like a creeper weirdo in, in real life, you know, where you're looking for a roommate, you just wouldn't live with that person. You actually get to pick your roommate if, if you want to, even, you know, if you're posting something on Craigslist or Reddit or whatever, saying that you're looking for a roommate, I mean, you're going to do some basic diligence on that person before you agree to live with, the random stranger. But what Adam Newman here is proposing with Flo is very different. People are, I mean, Flo's probably going to vet these people, but how much vetting is actually going to be done by the people who actually live in these communities? So also not everyone is a charismatic extrovert like Newman. Newman's like extreme extrovert. If you've ever seen him talk, he's um, all over the place and he's super energetic and just like thrives off of being around and with other people. Not many people are like that extreme. So, I mean, he's looking at this largely probably, you know, through his lens and doesn't realize that actually some people want peace and quiet when they go home. Others, you know, want nonstop parties, loud music, as I said earlier, college 2.0. But, you know, there are some normal people, I'm sure, that would live in a communal setting for the sociable nature of it all, but it's just really hard for me to imagine that people would enjoy this long term, especially as more random people come in and leave the community, let alone would want to put an equitable stake and build equity in a community like this. So apart from, you know, the actual living, you got to think about the investment part of it. I mean, rent to ownership doesn't happen overnight. People's circumstances change. Uh, it's it's going to be a long period of time before you actually get an inv- a good, solid, equitable stake in the project. So it's questionable whether everyone would be happy like raising kids in a communal environment. And equally, um, given that you know I've recently become a new dad, 
I can assure you that people that don't have children, they're not all going to welcome kids in their communal space. So by the time I get up for like the second or third, you know, hour in a row just to warm up a bottle and I'm making all this noise in the shared kitchen or, you know, the baby's making noise in the other room, people are going to go bonkers. They're just going to go crazy. That's just the beginning of all the potential domestic disputes too. I mean, just imagine the the array of domestic issues. I mean, Flo is going to have to have an entire team dedicated to addressing all of these. It's going to be messy. So these are all things that maybe they've thought about, but they've certainly not publicly described how they're going to address it. But, you know, there's one thing that we can be sure of, though, that despite all of these challenges, Adam Newman is going to find a way to sell it as a utopian environment that's powered by innovative technology, which leads to the third and final primary reason why flow will fail just like we work. And that third reason is that it's just another instance of Adam Newman overpromising and underdelivering. Nobody's going to deny or should deny Adam's ability to build a brand, to woo investors. I mean, what he did with building the WeWork brand was absolutely incredible. He basically convinced everyone that an inherently brick and mortar operation that was just, you know, a fancy way of thinking about shared office space was actually like a technology company and that it, it warranted a valuation similar to like a Snapchat almost. So the $47 billion valuation of WeWork at its height was just completely divorced from any economic fundamentals that underlied the business. But Newman successfully sold it as, as really a tech company and people thought that it clearly warranted that valuation at, at a time. Uh, that, that was, of course, before the IPO and before they they saw some of the the ugly underbelly of WeWork. So Mark Andreessen, though, doesn't think that's going to be the case with Flow. His $350 million investment and board seat at Flow put him squarely on the side of Team Newman. He really thinks that he can control Adam this time, I think, and that it will be different. But I've got a question for Mark. Did he? Did you speak to the guys at SoftBank? Do you think Mark asked Masayoshi Son, who is the leader of SoftBank, whether he regretted investing billions in Newman and WeWork? The answer is either no or that Andreasen thinks Newman has reformed, that things will be different this time under his watch. But nothing is different so far. And everything that we've heard about Flow, like WeWork, is nothing new. They're both physical brick-and-mortar businesses that try to market themselves as technology companies. Newman's already overpromising, threatening to underdeliver. Just wait. Flow will have some sexy new technology integrated into its communal living experiences, whether that's an app, something that utilizes the blockchain, or what's always my personal favorite, its own crypto token or coin. I'm sure there will be some flow token, some flow coin uh, that you can use within the communal environment. And, you know, maybe like restock the beer with your, uh, with your flow coin. Um, simply putting that on a blockchain though, or tokenizing the community, uh, 
that doesn't make something revolutionary. It certainly doesn't revolutionize the residential real estate market, although it will definitely sucker in a few susceptible investors, especially when you add the charisma and charm that Adam Newman naturally brings. Um, and how do I know this about how he's probably going to tokenize or put flow on the blockchain at a minimum? Because he's already done it. Look up Flow Carbon. We've put a link with more information in the episode description here. It's a separate venture, but guess what? It's also backed by Mark Andreasen's firm. So Mark initially announced a business deal with Adam prior to the broader announcement of Flow. They announced that they were doing business together and partnering on Flow Carbon. And that's tackling climate change. But really, I mean, what Flow Carbon's doing is it's very similar, in fact, to what uh, they're trying to do with Flow with residential real estate. What we really have here are supply problems where we don't have enough houses in real estate and we don't have enough climate change initiatives or projects that are helping reduce carbon that's already in the environment or make more less carbon emissions in you know existing pollution you know that that's going on right now um, there just aren't enough projects we need more just putting something on a blockchain to help people tokenize carbon isn't really solving the problem which is inherently a supply one it's the same thing with residential real estate it's just putting a, a fancy wrapping paper on uh, you know, a, a new sexy technology when you're not really getting to the root of the issue. One thing we've always seen with Adam Newman is that he's a guy who cannot focus and get out of his own way. It is never enough for him to perfect just one venture. He has to do 10, 20, 30, more, more even, all at once. Back in the WeWork days, they all eventually shuttered from We Live, which was basically a precursor to Flow, to We Grow, Rise by We. I mean, the list goes on. The guy had like numerous ventures all going at the same time under the same We umbrella, and he's already doing the same thing with Flow. He's solving climate change, he's solving the residential real estate uh, market issues. I mean, the guy's just, he can't focus. He can't get out of his own way. He's trying to solve, like I said, supply problems with misdirected technology solutions. And that's another big reason why it's going to fail. Even though both Flow and Flow Carbon have beautiful slogans, they're going to look great, they're going to sound great, people are going to get suckered into investing in them initially, but when push comes to shove, you can have all the altruistic visions and objectives in the world, but remember, this is capitalism. These are not charities. If they don't generate revenue, if they don't have an economically sound business model, they're not going to survive. They're going to fail. And in the end, based on these three reasons that we've gone over, I strongly predict that, like Newman, Flow will fail just as it did with WeWork. And, you know, I, I hate to wish anyone uh, poor, poorly, and I, I, I hope he proves me wrong, 
but the writing's on the wall here, folks. Don't go anywhere near flow. And, you know, I guess it'll be interesting to watch and read about for the next few years. And hopefully, you know, no one loses their shirt or gets hurt too bad um, from the ensuing carnage that I predict. But anyways, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was informative. I hope it made you stop and think. Let me know in the comments what uh, your thoughts are. If you think I got anything wrong, if you think that flow will actually succeed and revolutionize uh, residential real estate or something else, I'd be interested to hear. Let me know. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. Or um, if, if you agree with a cer- certain point, sure, I'll hear about that too. But I'm really most interested in any critical feedback or constructive criticism. So with that, I'll uh, leave you to it. And please, please be sure to subscribe and like and comment. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.